Welcome to the Encourager Podcast, helping women laugh in the face of their discouragement one episode at a time. I'm your host, Kaylin Pullen. This podcast has a hefty dose of humor, a sprinkle of sass, and a truckload of relatability. I'm your co-captain ready to sail alongside you through the turbulent waters of being a woman in today's world. Each week, I'm going to dive into topics like the joy and chaos of motherhood, the romantic roller coaster of marriage, the drama of friendships, the soap operas of family, and how to navigate every part of this dirt road, pothole-filled journey called life without losing our sanity or ourselves. If your life is a perpetually flawless Instagram feed, your children are mini Gandhis who never dare bicker, your marriage is a ceaseless honeymoon where disagreements dare not tread, and everything you lay your hands on turns to gold, I hate to break it to you, honey, but this podcast might not be your cup of tea. But for the rest of us mere mortals navigating the messiness of life with a prayer on our lips and concealer on our dark circles, this is a place where chaos is cherished. Mishaps are celebrated and struggles are toasted to. I'm here to acknowledge that perfection is as mythical as a unicorn doing the cha-cha. This is for us ladies that have beds left unmade, dishes piling up in the sink, text messages left on red, and children who've mastered the art of testing our patience. This is for the ladies who are trying our best, but we're falling short, trying to be kind, but still losing our temper, want to raise our kids right, but run out of patience to deal with them on most days. And we think loving ourselves is a great thought, but we find ourselves comparing everywhere we go. We want to have a rom-com style marriage, but the smallest things set us off like a bottle rocket. And we're dealing with all the other imperfections that don't meet the status quo of being the perfect wife, mom, or woman. If that's you, you're in the right place. I'm here to tell you, you can get up off the couch, turn that cloud above your head into sunshine, and learn to love yourself and your life again, no matter the season you're in. But don't worry, it's not all serious chats and sob stories. Expect plenty of laughter, unexpected life hacks, and ridiculously funny tales of womanhood mishaps that make you say, OMG, me too. So think of me as your favorite, slightly inappropriate, reality check girlfriend who happens to have a mic and a Bible in hand. If you need courage to conquer your biggest fears, comfort to soothe your darkest moments, and strength to push through your toughest days when life's throwing you why me curveballs, a sprinkle of hope, a flood of prayer, and the word is your wellspring turns them into hold my halo and watch this triumphs. The Encourager podcast is not just a show, it's a sisterhood. It's that riotous girls night in where the fun is endless, the laughter is infectious, and the support is rock solid. It's where superwomen come to refill their cups, straighten their crowns, and be reminded that you're stronger than you ever imagined. So grab your headphones, turn the volume louder than the kids' screams, and join me for a relatable session of empowerment, encouragement, and a whole lot of amen. Welcome to the Encourager Podcast. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the Encourager Podcast. Yeah. Today is going to be epic. I'm going to tell you the story of my supernatural healing. So buckle your seatbelt. I'm in this three-part series right now. Part one was all about uh, the atheists who found Jesus. So that was like my foundational story of how I came to know Jesus. And then this episode is going to be all about my supernatural healing that I experienced. And then the next episode, part three of this series that I'm doing, is going to be the story of how I was freed from demonic oppression. And so these three podcasts right here, they like level up, okay? To tell you the really awesome supernatural stories, I got to first give you like foundational stories to build up to that. And man, I've got a ton of stories that I want to share, but I feel like we need to lay this foundation first. Um, And so I want to talk to you today about my supernatural healing. And a lot of you might have never experienced healing. 
you might not it might be, not be a thing that like your church really does or you've never seen it happen or you might not even believe that it still happens and i'm here to tell you that girl it it's happening jesus still heals it's happening for sure uh i know because i experienced it firsthand and i've seen it firsthand with a ton of people that i've known that i've known for a long time that i've known for a second and praying over them and so this is a really cool story. And so if you're one of those people that aren't sure of, I don't know, I've never seen anyone get healed. I don't know if this is going to be true. I don't know. This is weird. Let me just tell you, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Okay. By his wounds, you have been healed. And Jesus still heals today. It's the same God is the same yesterday, today, and forever and ever and ever tomorrow, right? But for me, this is not something that I believed in. I even knew, I did not know healings happened. I had never experienced them. I had never seen them. I was like total noob to all of this realm of knowing, I yes, at this point, I'm saved. I've been baptized. I'm knowing Jesus. I'm reading the Bible. I'm learning and growing, but I never experienced healing. And it's not like I just like, walked into a healing room was like, I want to be healed. That's not the way this story goes at all. This is not like I was in church and someone laid hands on me and I got healed. That's not the way the story goes. I didn't really know that was possible for me. To kick the story off, Brandon and I were about to go to California. We're about to go to San Diego for an event. And there was this young couple who reached out to us and they had been in the same network marketing company as us. I never knew them, had never met them. And they saw that we were coming to California and we're like, hey, like, we're all the same age. We were both in that company together. None of us are doing it anymore, but it would be cool to grab lunch or something. We're going to that event too. Do you guys want to grab a dinner or lunch? And we're like, yeah, sure. That sounds awesome. Like we'd be down for other young friends that are like hustlers and moving and operating and stuff. And so we went to this event and then we had dinner with them booked for like that Saturday night or something. And so I we went to downtown San Diego. There's this restaurant there called Fogo de Chao. It is one of my favorite restaurants, Brazilian, where you bring the meat around everywhere and you eat all the meat. Oh, yeah, that's like my favorite. And those cheese balls, you guys, like the, the cheese balls that if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the best thing. I could eat like a hundred of those. I swear, like basket upon basket of those things. They're addicting. They're crazy. And so we go to this dinner and I remember all of us getting there and all of uh, us arriving and we start talking, we're chatting, we're getting to know each other. They're really cool people. And, and so we're talking and having a good time and the meat starts coming around to the table. You flip a little card to green, the meat starts coming around. And as the meat's coming around, they're putting the steak on my plate. I asked Brandon, hey, Brandon, babe, can you cut my steak up for me? And our friend... Nicholas, our friend Nicholas was like, why does he have to cut your steak for you? Is that just like a thing? You just like him to cut your steak for you? Like joking with us and we're all just getting a laugh. And I was like, no, actually my hands hurt so bad. Everyone in my family on my mom's side all have rheumatoid arthritis. My grandma has it. My mom has it. My, my mom's brother has it. Like my mom had it in her eye. It was so bad. My grandma's hands, she can't use my uncle. Like can't even, it, it's hard for him to do anything. And my mom, same thing. And it just, it ran in my family and it was starting to appear in my hands. You guys know how soft the inside of a grapefruit is. I could not cut the little triangles out of the grapefruit. I couldn't cut, I could not hold a knife in my hand. 
I couldn't hold a pencil in my hand without my hand freezing up and being like stuck and hurting and in so much pain. So thank God for computers. Thank God I didn't have to write much, but it, it hurt to write. Like my hands always hurt. Even when I was working out, I couldn't hold the dumbbells in my hands. Like I had to use a lot of cable machines because if like I had to drop, if I drop the cable, then at least it's attached, but I can't just drop a 40 pound dumbbell out of nowhere onto my toe. And so it it was this constant problem that I've been having for probably a year and a half. And it was like debilitating and it sucked because here I am at what, maybe at this point I'm 24 and I'm like, my hands are hurting so bad that it feels like I am an old lady <laughs> and I can't use them and I can't move them. And even like holding a bag, any type of clenched fist or clenched fingers, like I couldn't do it. It hurt and it was awful. And so Brandon would have to cut my food up for me. And when I would eat meat, it would get worse. And just because of like the acidity of it, and it would get worse. And but at Fogashal, that's the place you sacrifice it. You know what I mean? I'd even gone pescatarian for an entire year, like plant based and only having fish like two times a week for a year. For a year, I did not eat meat, okay? And I had shrimp and salmon like two or three nights a week, but all the rest was all plant-based. I'm talking like all just salads, you guys, for an entire year because I was trying to get the inflammation down in my hands and I just couldn't get them to not hurt anymore. And so we're at this dinner, Brandon's cutting my steak. Nicholas is asking about him cutting it. And so I tell him that, and he's, have you ever prayed over them? And I was like, no. And then all of a sudden they, they started testifying, right? Like these two, they had went to Bethel. They went to Bethel School of Ministry and they had been on a ton of mission trips and they had seen, they've seen thousands and thousands of healings. Like they went into villages where people didn't speak English. They're doing these huge conferences and just bringing whole villages in. And you're seeing people like get out of their wheelchair that have been in wheelchairs for 30 years and hold them over their hands. And they're just testifying all this. They're like, yeah, I've seen people like literally be blind. They've been blind their whole life and get prayed for. And they literally can see and they can see colors for the first time and they can see people for the first time. And we've seen deaf ears opened and people that have never been able to hear or speak all of a sudden, boom, they can hear fine. And then they're speaking like exact English. And they're just telling and testifying of all these miracles that they've seen. Like they're building my belief, right? I didn't know it at the time, but they're building my belief that I was about to be like that healing could happen for me. And so they're testifying all these things. And I'm just like, I am like leaned across the table, just eating all of this up because they're the most amazing stories I've ever heard. I've never heard anything like this. I didn't know that this happened, right? I'm still a baby Christian at this point. And I'm leaned across the table. And I remember Nicholas saying, yeah, we went to this one village and no one spoke English. And so they didn't know what we were saying. So the, like the spirit of God was so dense and like everyone was getting healed everywhere that it didn't matter what we even said over them. Like we didn't have to pray over them. We would literally just be like bumblebee tuna and avocado and they would be healed because it's not about the words, right? It's about the belief that you're going to be healed and the faith that you're going to be healed and the fact that Jesus still heals. And he was like, yeah, we literally see people lumps go away on their legs or broken ankles be healed like with bumblebee tuna and avocado because the spirit of God already fell on that community. And so it was like everyone's just getting healed left and right, just being touched by the Holy Spirit. 
And I'm just like, what the heck? This is crazy. This is the craziest story I've ever heard. This is the craziest story I've ever heard. I've never heard anything like this. And I'm just sitting there like mouth on the table, pretty much my jaws on the table. And Brandon, who's more the logical one, is just, I'm not really, okay, is this really true? We don't really know these people. So we don't really know if they would be like lying about something like that. And, but I'm just like, I felt like I knew it was was real like inside of me like I was like yeah this is real the bible says Jesus heals and I feel like this is true like why would they lie about this when all the stories are too crazy like to to even lie about oh it has to be true and so they're showing us like videos and pictures and stuff and they're just building my belief that it's possible for me and so after a little bit I'm like wow that's incredible and Nicholas was like, how would you know if you got healed? How would you know that you had been healed? And I was like, I could write with a pen. I could write with a pen because it's so hard for me to write. And especially after eating meat, I like I would struggle to, to write my name or sign my name. I would struggle. And he was like, "Okay, where Jesus is, pain can't stay. When he said that, you guys, I literally felt physically a real person just like a real person would touch you on your chest, I literally felt that physical touch, like that physical pressure right on my heart. And like I knew in that moment, I was like, Jesus is touching my heart. It was so physically real. Brandon had just reached out and touched my chest. That's exactly what it felt like. But it was like all the way into internally in my chest, right on my heart. And I felt like I just was overcome by it's almost I don't know if you guys have ever done drugs before but like literally I instantly like felt super high like I'm talking like ecstasy high I don't know if you guys know much about that drug from my heathen days but everything is elevated colors look brighter lights look different the wind feels different sounds sound different like everything is amplified like you're still in your right mind like everything, all of your senses are so amplified. And that's exactly how I felt like it all happening in that exact second. I was like, Jesus just touched my heart. And now I'm like, I literally feel like I've taken way too much ecstasy. And I'm like way too high right now. And I need to come down. That's how it felt. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, Jesus just touched my heart. And Nicholas was like, let's get a let's get a pen and a piece of paper. And so they get a, a receipt, the back of the receipt and a pen. And so I start writing, I start signing my name and I start bawling, crying, you guys, bawling. I'm talking like, I can't even see, I can't even hold my eyes open. I'm scribbling, I'm writing, there's no pain, nothing's hurting. I just can't believe it. That It's like flowing just so smoothly, There, like nothing, like there's no pain left there. And I'm bawling, crying, my eyes are shut and I'm just like scribbling, 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 scribbling on this paper and I sign my name a bunch of times and a bunch of times and a bunch of times. I'm just scribbling around and crying and crying. And then I open up my eyes and I can just see that I wrote Jesus so hard that I almost went through the paper. I wrote Jesus like 20 times over the same spot in the same spot in the same spot in the same spot in the same spot on the back of this receipt. And I've posted this on uh, my Instagram as a reel before. I'll have to post it on there again so you guys can see it. The actual receipt. I still have it. I keep it framed on my bathroom counter. And so I write this whole thing and I just cannot believe it. Like it is surreal. Imagine having a pain so bad that it affects everything that you do. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. It's just gone. It's not there no more. And you're just like, I've lived for a year and a half like this of having to have other people cut my food, of not being able to hold a pen, of 
not being able to hold a weight in my hand, of not being able to grip anything, of not being able to carry a water bottle. And and now like that pain is not there. And like it's like my brain couldn't comprehend it, but my heart and my body knew what happened. It was so crazy. And so then we we leave the restaurant, we're walking around outside. And I'm telling you guys, my face was stuck in a smile so big that my freaking face felt like it was cramping because I just could not take my I could not take my face out of the smile position. Like I couldn't even close my mouth. Like I not at all. And we're walking outside and the breeze is touching me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally feel high. Like the breeze feels different on my face. We're like walking and I'm like looking at stuff and it's like I'm seeing in 4K for the first time. It's like I just went from black and white to 4K vision, like in my eyeballs, because everything even looks different. The lights are just like crazy. And they're just like, I'm like staring into them like, oh, my gosh, this light right now. And we're walking around and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And Brandon looks at me and he's you literally look high. And I was like, I literally feel high. I do. And because he had he's seen a lot of people in his heathen days on drugs, too. And he's you literally look like you're rolling. You literally look like you've taken ecstasy. Like you can't stop smiling. You are like your eyes are like bugged out. You're like staring into the lights. You're like the breeze and like your reaction to things. He was like, you literally look high. And I'm like, that's how I feel right now. I couldn't even go. I couldn't go to sleep. I was too wired. And by this time, it's two o'clock in the morning. We've been walking around. It's like 1.30. We get back to the hotel room. Brandon's still like looking at me and like, is this real or is this like, is this kind of made up? Is it just like in her head or is this real? And this really just happened. And so we're laying down. We're in bed. And I'm laying here on the pillow, laying on the pillow, <laughs> looking at the ceiling. And I, my eyes are still, I don't think I've blinked in two hours at this point. <laughs> and my face is still stuck in a smile. And I'm just like flat on my back, staring at the ceiling, like smiling with my eyes wide open. Just, oh my gosh. And I couldn't come down from it. And I'm just laying there and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing me. And all of a sudden I heard audibly, and I've only heard God like audibly twice and this was one of those times I heard him like audibly like it was in the room where it was like I thought like Brandon said it, but it wasn't Brandon's voice. And I literally heard God say, your hernia is healed. And you guys, I had a hernia for maybe two, two and a half years that was down right by my tattoo that I have on my hip. So I knew exactly where it was. I've seen it. It was the size of a pea. Brandon has seen it. He's felt it. We talked about me getting surgery for it. He was there when I got it. Like he had seen this thing and had been with me on this like hernia journey for two years. Okay. And so it's something that he had felt with his own hands. He had seen with his own eyes. Like he had heard me complain about. He had discussions with me on surgery. And I literally heard God tell me, Your hernia is healed. And I jumped up out of the bed, ran to the bathroom. Brandon's like flipping out of the bed. He's like, What's happening now? What's going on now? And I run to the bathroom. <clears throat> Cut. <clears throat> when I flip on the light and I'm like pulling down my pajamas and I'm like feeling everywhere on my right side, feeling everywhere, like by my tattoo, looking, feeling. And I'm like, it's not there. And you guys, it was the size of a pea. You know what I mean? Like it was big enough that you felt it every time it bulged out. Like you could see it with your eyes and you could feel it with your hand. And I'm like, it's not there. It's not there. And Brandon comes around the bathroom and he's, what is happening? And I'm like, my hernia is gone. And he's, what? No way. And that's literally when I like heard God tell me, your hands were for you 
and your hernia was for Brandon. And so what's crazy about this is like the hernia, whatever, but it was like Brandon wasn't in belief that that my hands had been healed. So God literally healed the thing that Brandon had seen, known, touched, felt, talked about with me, had discussions of surgery about with me. Like that thing was now gone. And that was for him because then he saw it was gone. He felt it was gone. He was like, oh, my God, it is really gone. It is not there. And then he starts like freaking out. And so it built his belief that healing, my major healing really happened. Like the thing that was was hurting me for every day. Like now he was like, that healing has to be real because this hernia that I've seen for the last two years is gone. So that must be real. And so it just built all of his belief that my, my hands being healed actually happened. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And so Psalm 32 says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me and you healed me. And so what's crazy, if, if you think about how this happened in from front to back, those friends, Nicholas and Amanda, those friends who were at dinner with us, they didn't just pray for healing over me to someone who didn't even know anything about being healed, didn't even know that was a thing, had never seen healings, had never heard a testimony like that. They spent the time giving testimony to build my belief that a healing could happen for me, that people actually still get healed. They spent their time testifying to me for an hour, telling me stories of healings that had happened. And so I'm sitting across the table thinking, wow, like I wasn't even thinking about me getting healed myself. I was just so into these stories that it's almost like this bubble had fallen around the table and we couldn't hear anything else. I could not hear anything else in the restaurant. And I call it the Holy Spirit bubble now when this happens. Like when you give testimony, sometimes you'll, or you're talking to people and having these types of conversations, like a Holy Spirit bubble will fall. And like, it doesn't feel like there's anyone else in the restaurant. I couldn't hear anyone. I wasn't distracted by one thing. I don't remember one waiter ever coming. And all they did was testify to me. My belief built around healing, hearing those stories. And then they didn't even pray over me. Okay, Kaylin, let's pray for healing over your hands. They literally, because there was so much testimony and so much belief and faith built around healing at that table that they didn't even, they didn't even pray for me. They literally just said, do you know where Jesus is? Pain can't stay. And in that second, literally the pain left my body. The pain left my body in that split second because it's true. When you have, when you have like spirits of infirmity that are in your hands, like I had, and that are hurting me, like when they said that, Jesus is here now. So pain that's in our hands, you can't stay here. It it left. It it left. It went away. Like it was gone. And it's just crazy thinking back to it because now my hands have not hurt a single day since then. And what it's been almost 10 years. It's been almost 10 years from that. Something that was a huge pain for me for a year and a half hasn't come back, hasn't hurt ever again. It's never been an issue. It's never been a problem. I don't get so much as a cramp in my hand. And so it's you have to start thinking to yourself, have I just closed myself off to these? Or maybe my belief hasn't just been about it around it that I can be healed, that healing is for me, that Jesus still heals. And listen to this testimony, listening to these testimonies right now, listen to my testimony believe in that. I wouldn't come on here and lie to you about being healed. I then went to my church the next week. Get this. The next week at my church, there was like, there was a, a service night. It was a Wednesday night service. And all of a sudden the pastor was like, I just feel like we need to pray for healing. 
and just like all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, out of the blue, was like, we're going to pray for healing. If you need healing for something, come down to the front. We're going to have people up here that'll pray over you for healing. And there were all the people came to the front and there was like everyone, the prayer team that's praying over people. All of a sudden, so many people were up there that that there wasn't enough people to pray for people. It was like almost the whole church. And so they were like, hey, anyone else that can pray, get up here and pray. And I was like, I was just healed. Why don't I just go start praying for people for healing? Like I was just healed. I got belief for that. I got faith for this. Let me get up here and just like pray for people for healing. I didn't even know how to pray. Okay. They had just told me where Jesus' pain can't stay. I haven't heard any healing prayers yet. And so I get up there and I'm just like, I just believe, I just know what's going to happen because it happened for me. And I kid you not, guys, I kid you not. I had a line. There's probably like eight or 10 people in my line. And so say it's 10 people, 10 people in my line, every single person in my line that was in my prayer line was arthritis minus one person, one person. It was something else. And it was some type of pain like in their back, I think. But every single person was arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. I just got diagnosed with arthritis in my knee. At almost every single person 90% of the people in my line were for arthritis. So guess what? I didn't even know any prayers, but I didn't need them because I was like, guess what? My hands were literally healed from arthritis. And I know if Jesus has healed me, he's going to heal you. And so I'm standing in agreement that we are both healed of arthritis and that it, it can never come back. It can never come back. And so it's just, it was just wild, this experience. And so are you someone that has closed the door to what Jesus wants to do for you? Are you someone that is, that's for you, but it's not for me, right? I would say if this has built your faith or or your belief at all, like you have to believe that it'll happen. You don't have to. There's people that get healed in Jesus' name all the time that don't even know Jesus yet. And that's what gets them to come to know Jesus. But if you're someone that already knows him, have you closed the door or you don't think it's true that it still happens? And that's what's holding you back from that healing, like the true belief and faith that it's going to happen, that you're going to stand upon it, that it might not happen this second and be a miracle that happens this second. It might be a healing that takes prolonged time. I've seen it both ways. I've seen guys get up out of wheelchairs and run around the church that's been in the wheelchair for 10 years. And, and Or I've seen people that like come in and they have cancer on healing night. Like they come in to get prayed for. They have stage four cancer and then they go to the doctor and it's still there. And then three months later, it's completely gone, right? It can happen either way, but you have to stand in faith every day that God, I already know that you've healed me. I already know that I already know that it's gone. I know that you're taking care of it. And so you need to stand in faith on that healing is for you. And so I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for you ladies for healing today. Before I go though, please help me. Please help me. I hope you enjoyed this story. I hope you enjoyed this story because this is the first time I've told it publicly, but man, it was the day that absolutely changed my life and and it only gets crazier from here. But I hope you enjoyed this story and I hope you've enjoyed this journey through my journey, (laughs) this journey through my journey. And if you have, please leave that uh, five-star review. It takes literally one second, but it helps me so much. Hit the subscribe button because I drop these podcasts at random times on random days. Like whenever I can get it done, I just drop it. And so if you subscribe, you'll be notified um, each time a new podcast comes because they are not on the same days and they definitely aren't at the same times each week. So please subscribe. Leave me a five-star review. They're super encouraging to me. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And so let's pray 
for some healing over you ladies right now. I just believe in faith that via podcast doesn't matter that you can be healed and that healing is for you and that Jesus wants to heal you. And yes, it could be a miracle and happens instantly. And it could also be a healing that happens over time. So just stand in that every day. Stand in faith on that every day, that healing is for you, that God has already healed you. Don't say, God, please heal me. Like maybe you'll heal me. If you're, if it's your will, you'll heal me. It's No, it literally says, the Bible literally says, by his wounds, you have been healed. So speak those words. I have been healed. Not please heal me. Not God, will you heal me? Yes, he will. But you need to stand on, you've already healed me. I'm already healed. That's when you need to stand. King Jesus, we thank you so much for being here with us today, for being this conversation with us. We thank you for the testimonies to come from today. I thank you for every ear listening to this podcast, every ear that my voice is going into. We stand in agreement over healing together for each and every one of us. We thank you for healing of our bodies, for healing of pain, that any spirit of infirmity, any spirit of sickness, any spirit of pain, it has to flee right now in Jesus' name, that Jesus, where you are, pain cannot stay. God, you said by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. So we believe right now that healing is happening in our bodies, that the Holy Spirit go through our bodies to find and heal. Jesus, heal each piece of us that is hurting. Maybe it's our heart that is hurting. God, heal that pain in our heart. Heal that pain in our backs or our migraines. Or if there's cancer, God, we cast out cancer back to the pit of hell in Jesus' name, that they would get a fresh report that it would no longer be there. We thank you for healing our bodies, for healing sicknesses. For those who are sick, we thank you for casting out all sickness, all infirmity in Jesus' name, that those things have to go straight back to the sender that have come to destroy us. We send those things back to the pit of hell because God, we're gonna stand on your testimony. We're gonna proclaim your testimony of how you've healed us to other people. And we will testify in your name that you still heal today. And we thank you for that. We thank you for it happening today. We thank you for miracles. We're expectant that our bodies are being healed right now. We stand in agreement that our bodies will be healed right now, whether it's our backs, whether it's our hands, whether it's arthritis, whether it's cancer, whether it's sickness, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, pain, whether it's brokenheartedness. God, we pray that you heal that right now, that you come into our hearts, that you touch them, that you physically touch them, that they feel you touch them just like you touched me that they feel that physical presence of you, that they feel the heat of the Holy Spirit moving through their body, healing places and pains that they've had, in iniquities of pain that they've had. God, we heal those things right now. We cast out all pain, all sickness, all infirmity, all cancer. We cast it out right now in Jesus' name. And we know, God, where Jesus is, pain cannot stay. And so we thank you for that. We are expecting of that. We have faith for that and we are believing for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, ladies, for being here with me today. Leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys. I read every single one. Five-star review. Leave me a comment there. I read every one. It's so encouraging to me, and I appreciate it so much. And I will see you, ladies, next time for when I'm talking about being freed from demonic oppression. Come ready for that one, because if you thought this was next level, just wait for the next one. I can't wait to share it with you. So I'll see you next time. Bye.